isolated. Skirtle here. Oh, yes! Welcome to Manchester United, Anthony Martial! Here comes Sanchez. Pogba trying to get in again. He's in again. He scores again! What a comeback by Manchester United. Driven by Paul Pogba. Breaks here for Bruno Fernandes. Oh, what a strike! What an unbelievable hit from Bruno Fernandes. Shaw. Into Ronaldo! Cristiano Ronaldo in the Champions League again for Manchester United. Get on me, get clapped and lose your legs. I walk around, gun on my waist. Chip on my shoulder, top, bust a clip in your face. Post to this beef ain't no Many men, many, 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 many men Wish death upon me, Lord, I don't cry no more Don't look to the sky no more Have mercy on me, have mercy on my soul Somewhere my heart turned cold Have mercy on many men Many, 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 many men Wish death upon me days wouldn't be special if it wasn't for rain Joy wouldn't feel so good if it wasn't for pain Death gotta be easy, cause life is hard. It'll leave you physically, mentally, and emotionally scarred. This is for my niggas on the block, doing some treatments to God. What's good, people? Welcome to another episode of the Le Carrington Podcast. And joining me today, I have Angelina Kelly from Talksport Edge. Angelina, how are you? I am all good. How are you? I'm I'm good, not too bad, you know. Coming off uh, three games in a win yesterday. Yeah. And it's, yeah, like, it's it might be a good time to be a Man United fan again now. Like, dare we say it hang on let's not get too excited Maybe. yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> we've got my pessimistic hat on but you know three wins on the on the bounce i haven't seen this in a long while but we move we move yeah. um so yeah yesterday for those that were living under a rock was the end of the transfer deadline um and transfer window so i know you were doing the transfer roundups all throughout uh talksport edge so first i want to um ask you what how do you feel Man United's transfer window was I know like there's so many things as in Man United fan we're linked with literally everyone and their pets so like overall what would you rate our window out of 10 what did you like about our window what didn't you like how would you rate the window as a whole it's a weird one because I'm still not happy but I am happy it's a really weird situation for me so I would probably give it um like a you know what? I could say eight out of ten. I'm I'm gonna say seven out of ten. And my reasons are that the state of the club that we, we all know, you know, what's what's going on, why fans are unhappy, you know, the struggles that we have seen this club go through for quite a number of years now. And as much as we love our club, we have to be also realistic in that, yeah, we're not, you know, Erling Haaland is not going to be at the front of the queue wanting to join us. Frank de Jong isn't. And I think considering the state that we're in, the names that we've brought in is are quite good, in my opinion. I get that people aren't, you know, are raising their eyebrows at Casemiro. End of the day, you know, he is a leader. He is still a highly decorated footballer that is extremely talented yes he's a little bit older yes he's been given a lot of money and a long contract and everything but are we really going to split hairs over those things in that we have got somebody in the, an area of the pitch where we were lacking 
So I think the names that you've brought in, Anthony, super exciting signing. I really, really hope that this isn't another massive, you know, name that we've brought in with for a massive prize tag that ends up being a flop, you know, especially looking on that right wing. I've got like Angel Di Maria PTSD almost oh, at this God, point. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget that, like, that he played for us. I've blocked it out of my memory most of the time. Um, you know, Lisandro Martinez looks really good. Um, Malasia looks great. But the reason I wouldn't give it higher is because my major issue is this striker situation. Anthony Marshall, maybe people will disagree, but I don't trust him as far as I can throw him when it comes to the striker situation because he is not proven to be. I know that we have Ronaldo, but let's face it, in January, he will be trying to move, I would assume. You know, we can't trust Anthony Marshall to be our sole goal scorer and that then puts pressure on, you know, Anthony, you know, get, getting about about double figures with Ajax, we're going to expect him. To, he's got to be able to do that. Jaden Sancho has got to be able to hit double figures as well. There's a lot of pressure on other players as well, which I guess, you know, all the players should have pressure to score, but they're not strikers. Anthony Marshall is, and we'll be lucky if we get double figures. Everyone's talking about that season where, you know, we scored what, 17 Premier League goals. That was, that was like, that was, was one lockdown, season. Yeah, 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 that was right. one season in what, we're going into our eighth season with him maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think also another reason why I wouldn't rate it higher is because the outgoings. I know that people look at the incomings more, but the bad business from this club continues. You know, how did Paul Pogba and Jesse Lingard leave for free? Mm. You've got to be realistic. Will we actually see Dean Henderson put on a Manchester United shirt again after the comments that he's made? I highly doubt it. So why didn't we sell him? Don't get me wrong, star goalkeeper, one for the future, but he doesn't want to play for us. He's made that pretty clear. So why have we not tried to sell him? You know, maybe he is on loan. Maybe we'll be able to sell him, you know, at the end of the season. But, you know, why is Phil Jones, bless him, he's still roaming around somewhere. I know that he'd be difficult to get rid of, but still, you know, Getting Alex Tellers and Eric Bailly out on loan isn't really good enough, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, the, the players that we've let go um, for free. So from that sense, that that poor business, um, yeah, not the best for Man United, but at the same time, I'm not that surprised. Yeah, no, I totally agree with um, you. I would give it, I was speaking to Neil, our, our colleague yesterday, who also is a Man United fan, and I kind of agree with him. We both said a six and a half out of ten or maybe yeah. a seven a seven if we start playing well yeah but, um you know what looking at our signings and stuff like that i'm happy with martinez and malasia i feel like ten hag in a sense that he's brought in three profiles in which we needed to be a good football team which is one at the end which is something we've been screaming for since michael carrick left yes um one a left-footed right winger which we now have in anthony so that's exciting and um a left-footed centre-back I remember back in the day when, uh, when was it? Under Van Howe, we used to be left-footed United. We had like nine left-footers in the team at a time. Yeah. And then we barely had any left-footed centre-backs. It's ridiculous. But I'm happy in that sense. I would give it a six and a half or a seven out of ten. But one thing which you mentioned, which I totally agree with you, and I just go on again, is the outgoings. The outgoings have been not great. Like, fair enough, we got rid of James Garner, which I'm quite surprised about. But if you want to go... Will we live to regret it, though? You know what I mean? And I, I'm not sure if we have a buy black, buyback clause in it. People do say, I think there's rumours saying that or, or reports saying that there is a buyback clause. I'm not 100% sure. But will we live to regret that one? I still think he's a better footballer than McMuffin over there. But that's not the point. The point is, is that 
we got rid of him to go to Everton. Tahif Chong as well, fair enough. He didn't uh, live up to the hype. That's fine. Birmingham fans love him, so I wish him all the best. But as you said, Alex Tellez on loan, Eric Bailly on loan, and then the fee, if Marseille play him, it will be five million. Like, we bought Bailly for like 30, 40 odd mil. And I'm not saying that we should have sold him for that, but there's so many other people we we could have sold. Like, we still, as you said, we still got Phil Jones in there. We before preseason we wanted Martial to go. Like, yeah, as much as as much. And then as, he tricked us all with preseason. Exactly, exactly. And <laughs> even Brandon what, Williams, he's still roaming around Brandon somewhere Williams as well. Aaron Wan-Bissaka is still there. We've still got so many, so many of these people that are still at the club where we haven't really got uh, got rid of the quote unquote dead wood. So, as you said, but it's a process. I'm looking at it. I'm being realistic. As much as Ralph Rangnick came in and said we need 10 players, which he kind of was correct. If you actually look at how many people left in a free, that wasn't going to happen with the board and the recruitment and everything that goes on with Man United. So I've just got to look at it as in, we've got six or seven players, six players in so far, and they're not bad. It's a good foundation to bring in. And as much as we all wanted Frank De Jong, he didn't want to come in the end. Casemiro is a very good a very good alternative if, yeah. if I just look at it as a DM is mm. like if we if we bought Casemiro a year ago when we had Pogba and Bruno this would have been amazing uh, well, I, saw a tweet, level, yeah. I saw a tweet that said like Pogba would have loved this team do you know what I mean like <laughs> we have a DM and I'll just, I'll just thought, don't because it'll just it'll just make me angry but um okay so looking at so I would yeah we kind of both agree with a six and a half out of yeah 10, seven out of ten um, going into these games now, five Premier League games in, two losses, three wins. Who would have thought after the two losses? What has been your key takeaway from this quote-unquote winning streak we've had so far? I think I, I would probably say I feel a lot more comfortable with the back four. Um, mm. I'm not necessarily a, a Harry Maguire hater and I'm not necessarily a massive lover either I feel bad for him and I understand that you know when you have that kind of price tag price tag put on your head sometimes it can be difficult we've seen these dips in form but we've also seen moments he's a very confusing player for me but if I'm looking at it you know from a business sense it's like mate you're getting paid a lot of money like you need to perform this is sink or swim now um you know I, I don't think he should have been um allowed to keep hold of the captain's armband maybe this is Ten Hag's way of phasing him out of it I'm not too sure um but yeah I I was always a big Rafael Varane fan anyway I understand why people you know maybe aren't aren't big fans of him but seeing this back for um you know Delo I'm not Again, he's not the the player that I would want there. Um, I always think, you know, it would have been good when we were linked with Kieran Trippier. That might have been a nice one for us to potentially have. Um, that's still an area of issue. But I think seeing that back four, it seems a little bit more secure. I mean, obviously, you know, we could play Arsenal and they, they have a shambles. But so far, it's been good. But I think the main thing is seeing Jadon Sancho starting to maybe find his legs I think bringing Anthony in on that right wing is massive he must have been breathing such a huge sigh of relief and we're going to see him maybe more on that left um you know where he's he's seemingly a little bit more comfortable I think that's going to be huge um I think that this is a really big season for him for England as well of course and I just he seems like he's enjoying it a little bit more, which I yeah. felt bad for him. He, he made this transfer and he could have gone anywhere, let's be honest. And 
you know, he's he's rocked up to United and it's just this cesspool of toxicity and just like dramas. And so I am really happy to see he is enjoying his football. Um, and that's probably been my my biggest takeaway, seeing him maybe developing and can Eric Ten Hag, you know, maybe he is the man for the job to ensure that we get the best out of a player that, let's face it, when he was at Borussia Dortmund, was a world-class player. Hmm. So would you now say, now with the signing of Anthony, would you now put Rashford and Sancho on that left fight for that position? Or do you still feel like Rashford could do a job up top because he's played up top in the past two games? And me personally, I don't think Rashford is a striker. I feel like him and Sancho no. need to co- compete for that left. Are you? Do you agree or do you feel like Rashford could find another position? Um. I think that if we and and again I I hate to be critical of Rashford because you know he was our saving grace when we really really needed it um and and that's why I always kind of cut David De Gea a little bit of slack as well because there were times where if we didn't have him I I always think like if I'm feeling a little bit like football geeky one day and I've got the time I almost want to kind of like go through and watch the games of you know that that period when he was just amazing for us and see if he'd have you know missed some of those saves where we would have actually ended up in the table because it would have been absolutely dire um so players like that I always try and cut a little bit of slack I I understand that, that there's clearly something that's been going on off the pitch for Marcus Rashford and I think the last thing that they need to do as much as, you know, like the Harry Maguire situation, you're being paid money, you need to show up, you need to do your job. But the last thing I want to do, if we are keeping hold of Marcus Rashford and we want to get that player back that we all loved, I don't want pressure on him. I really don't want pressure on him at the moment. I think putting him in that striker position that, in my opinion, he doesn't look the most comfortable in, I don't think that's going to work. I agree with you, I think, on that left wing. At the moment, he doesn't he, he doesn't 100% deserve to be, you know, starting on that left wing, you know, game in, game out, because he hasn't been, you know, he's been better, but he's still not the Marcus Rashford that we all remember. So I think, you know, um, squad rotation is going to be important because at the end of the day, we need to go for this Europa League trophy. Um, so I think bringing him in on that left wing and I think just giving him a season where there's a little bit less pressure on him is really important. So yeah, I, I agree. I don't think, you know, there's going to be times where maybe he is going to have to be a striker as we've seen, but in an ideal world, I wouldn't be playing him in that position. Mm. Uh, so now I want to go on, I'll go into the midfield for the past uh, couple of uh, games where we've won, we've played a midfield of McTominay, Ericsson, Lennon Pivot, and then Bruno Fernandes. With the likes of Casemiro and Fred on the bench who both play for uh, Brazil, that's the pivot they play. Do you, See, I know Ten Hag mentioned that he he doesn't want to change a winning team just yet. But with these games coming thick and fast, with now Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, what would be your ideal midfield and why? Oh, that's a good one. Um, it's it's so hard with the McFred situation yeah. because they both have some positives, but they also both have a lot of negatives as well. And it's like one week I'm kind of like, oh, maybe Fred's not that bad. And then another week I'm like, no, yeah, maybe Scott McTominay's not too bad, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I think obviously you've got Bruno Fernandes in that midfield. Um, I I wouldn't be moving him. Um, I like the idea of bringing in Fred for McTominay because like you say, you know, these are two players, Casemiro and Fred, that do know each other. I think that Fred offers a little bit more. I mean, I know some of his balls are dreadful, but I think um, I think he does offer a little bit more than Scott McTominay. But it's hard because it does it does dip and change. But I think we've got to see um, Fred be given a chance because there have been games. 
I will say if you're trying to compare the two that we've seen Fred step up a little bit more in my opinion um I've seen him try and create a few more chances try and get a few more runs does it always work no but I think his work ethic and and no hate to Scott McTominay at all in this but I think I do have a lot of respect for Fred's work ethic in that he seems to genuinely want to do well for this club you know he's not there you know, looking absolutely fuming, huffing and puffing all the time, kicking off. It seems like he's quite passionate and that he wants to actually do well. So I think maybe him and Casemiro linking up, bringing um, him in for Fred, I think that would be, uh, bringing him in for McTominay even, um, I think that would be uh, really good to see. I can't say that that would 100% be my preferred because I want to see it. Um, But yeah, I think that that for me, I would go for. Mm. So obviously three wins on the trot now. Things are starting to look good again. Um, what do you feel like needs to change? Because I'm not sure if I've... This is what I get from watching the games. We start well in the first half, we start playing well, and then in the second half, the team comes back and we kind of like... We don't control games as much as Ten Hag wants. And Ten Hag keeps saying that we need to improve, we need to control games. Do you feel like that's just down to the midfield in general? Or do you feel like that's more with time as time goes on? Maynard will start controlling games and we'll start seeing more of Ten Hag's plan coming to fruition? Um, I'd probably say the latter because I think it's not just, you know, the mid it, the midfield play a massive role in that control, definitely, and we need to see more of that. But I think there's a couple of pieces to this jigsaw that need to slot in together. And I think that's another frustrating thing about the transfer window is that this business wasn't done months ago. You know, these, these players that have come in, yeah, some of them have been there a little bit now, but, um, you know players gelling together and understanding each other and understanding how each other play and how to read each other and how to help each other you know that is a massive thing and that isn't going to happen overnight so I think as we go on and also I think confidence number one you're walking into a club that is extremely toxic at the moment you've got a manager who's finding his feet you've got fans that yeah are backing the players and adore the players but also I'm not happy with the way the club is being run. Um, I mean, you know, Casemiro rocking up and, you know, if you'd have seen on social media, you know, the protests before, you'd be thinking, oh my God, what am I walking into? Um, So, you know, you've got to kind of build your confidence from what am I walking into, the confidence of the team, a, a team that has been severely lacking confidence, in my opinion. You can see it from the body language of the players. There's a lot of things that need to be built up. So, I think in the long run, the midfield are going to be so, so important. I think there's going to be a lot of pressure on, you know, your players like Bruno Fernandes, Ericsson, to really help bridge that gap and help those forwards out, especially with us, Ronaldo out of the the, the conversation, you know, without a competent striker, you know, they're going to have to really help out and, like I say, bridge that gap. So I think the midfield are going to be really, really important. But I think there's a lot of pieces of the jigsaw that need to slot together so I'm not too worried yet um and I you know at the end of the day Eric Ten Hag's our manager um he was the name that I wanted over Pochettino so I am more than happy to give him his time I have got total faith in this man you know he's not not an idiot um I think he knew exactly you know from things that I've heard you know he's he knows what he's getting into he's not going into this blind um and I think you know, a friend of mine was saying, you know, oh, you know, if things end up going bad again, like at the beginning of the season, maybe they'll just have to sack him. I'm like, but who else is coming in? 
Who else are we realistically going to get in? Because I think we were lucky to get him, to be totally honest. Mm. Um, And getting rid of him is out of the question. We have got to conform to the Eric Ten Hag way. And we have got to give this a 100% chance now. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. As I said in previous episodes of the podcast, Eric Ten Hag is the man for Man United. Yeah, he even said that he had offers from other clubs, and he knows the foundation of the club, and you have to build it on from the bottom and up. And I kind of have this faith in him of how Klopp came in. I don't want to mention yeah. that, but I'm going to have to. But how Klopp came in, one manager just changed the whole dynamic of Liverpool. Because yeah. before that, Liverpool were kind of in the same situation that we were in where they were in a rebuild, they didn't recruit well, but one guy just came in and things changed around him. So I really do have faith in Eric Ten Hag and I really do have faith that under him we will see a different Man United. But And right now, I'm looking at the way we're playing and I kind of see some differences. I know it's too, it's too early and I'm not ready to say that we're going to win the league just yet or we're going to make top four. So I'm still very reluctant to say that, but I'm happy with what I've seen so far. But um, going into uh, Sunday's game against Arsenal, Arsenal top of the league so far. What are your predictions for this? Do you feel like, how can Man United win this game? Is it a part of, do we try and counter against Arsenal? Do we take the game to them? How do you feel like we're going to approach this game? I mean, I'm I'm so nervous, but so excited for this game. Um, it's, it's a massive one, isn't it? I mean, it's always a massive one in the calendar, but this one... Um, you could argue is as as tight as it's been in in a while. Um, I'm actually maybe more confident than I should be. I don't know if it's just same, like same. I, I feel like I'm I'm kind of questioning myself because after the you know the the first two games, I wasn't surprised by those results. Mm. I was like, well, what do you expect? Because you know we've got no striker. At that point, you know, there weren't that many changes in the team. So I wasn't totally shocked. And I was like, well, yeah, like, this is the same United that we've just been seeing. So, um, but whereas now I am actually kind of feeling confident. And I think for anybody to stop Arsenal's run, it's Man United. United I yeah. go back to that game when um, Michael Carrick was in charge. Um, and, it, yeah. you know, it just ended up working for us. And I think it being at Old Trafford, um yeah I, I understand that there's probably going to be protests again and stuff like that but you know the atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric and I think Man United I, I, I would probably say you know the kind of counter-attack I think would be good because at the end of the day I understand that Arsenal have got you know they've got quick players you know Bukayo Saka is I've seen he's come under a little bit of criticism recently um and obviously that missed the other night and stuff but you know I still rate him he's a, he's a great player Um, they do have quick players but we also have quick players um, and I think that would be quite good. I think it's going to be a bit of a battle despite, you know, the injuries um, that are going on. I'm not too sure if Martin Odegaard is going to be playing because I think he limped off. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I mean, fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed that carries on. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lukonga looks good, but, you know, a bit inexperienced, maybe could, you know, struggle a little bit. Um, I just think it's going to be with you know, the way that we've been seeing Arsenal play with, you know, this invigorated kind of these forward options. I think our defence has got to be switched on. This is going to be a really good test for them, I think, um, mm. to see how this Varane and Martinez partnership really does link up. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be interesting in the midfield, depending who we go with. Um, 
But yeah, I think player for player, as much as Arsenal have been on really good form, I think player for player in a lot of areas of the pitch, we can match them. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be a case of stopping players like Martinelli, like Bukayo Saka. That's, you know, potentially where the game could be, you know, won or lost if there's a mistake. Like we've seen Man United's defence make before, you know, or if a ball is lost in the midfield by a player like a Fred or a Scott McTominay, you know, those situations with Man United we've seen in recent, well, in the earlier games, you know, they make a mistake and it's like they just kind of unravel. Um, and with a team like Arsenal that have got so much confidence, it is a little bit worrying. But I think that, um, yeah, it's we're going to have to rely on our defence being extremely switched on, obviously. Um, and I think, you know, Anthony, I'm I'm expecting to play. I'm, you know, massive game. We He knew that he was coming to Man United for probably over a, over a week now. Um, you know, it was. I think I saw something on Instagram that him and his agent were watching the Liverpool game and his agent had deleted it off his Instagram story or something. So in my mind, like, mate, you knew, you've known that you've been coming really, for a while. Yeah. So you better be ready to step onto that pitch because how else are you going to make your Man United debut at Old Trafford against Arsenal it's got a goal for him written all over it um and I think yeah relying on him and Sancho speedy on that wing um maybe you do start Ronaldo um I don't know how much that's maybe going to impact Bruno Fernandes because in my opinion I think Ronaldo's presence and the way he plays has maybe impacted Fernandes last season slightly mm. um but yeah and I think that's would you start Ronaldo um I would yeah, it's a tough situation, but I, I kind of liked his cameo in the other day. Yes. Like against Leicester yesterday. I kind of like I want him to have that role. You know, you're 37. We need now, those vibes. Little, yeah. Yeah. Give us a little half an hour each game. I wouldn't mind that at all. Like that's perfect for you. But um I'm looking at it. I don't think we can I think against Arsenal, we've started the same, we've named unchanged sides for the past three games. And I don't want to see an unchanged side again. Like I know we're trying to slowly embed. Casemiro and um, and we're probably gonna slowly embed Anthony as well, which is what I'm worried about. I I, I kind of want to get these guys in straight away. Like I know you don't want to throw your signings into the deep end straight away, but I feel like Casemiro. When you paid that much money, you know they need mean? to be thrown. To be thrown in, <laughs> like Casemiro. Like, cool, he came on what around 55 minutes yesterday, so he's played some more minutes now. I would love him to start against Arsenal. I feel like yeah. this game he should start at Old Trafford. If Anthony's ready, get him on the right. Do you know what I mean? I want yep. to see how him and Dallo link up because yes. I feel like we need to start having relationships with a winger and a fullback the same way. I, I know we need to stop comparing it to Liverpool, but the same way Salah and Trent have that relationship, the yeah. same way yeah. Robertson and Mane used to have that relationship. I need to see that with the likes of if Anthony wants to cut in, I need to see Dallo overlapping because our fullbacks don't do that much. But, so I really do need to see that and watch these little relationships grow on the pitch that's what I'm really looking forward to but would I start Ronaldo yeah yeah only because I don't want to play Rashford up front I don't want to start a langer in this game so me personally if I was Ten Hag I would start Ronaldo but I yeah. don't feel like he's going to I feel like he's gonna try this exact same starting XI. I think like he's he's taking but uh, taking notes from Serena Vigman right now. And if, it's <laughs> broken, if it's not broken, don't fix it. So like I, I get it in that sense and he wants to break up a winning team. But as long as we win, I don't care who yeah. starts. 
as long okay. as we win, as long as we get those three points. And then you, who knows? If we get those three points, it's um, it's gonna start looking up. But as I said, so we got that game on Sunday, and then we've got Sociedad in uh, on Thursday at Old Trafford. With the Europa League, we've seen us have a last. Listen, we lost the Europa League final last time out. Oh, that was the worst day. Like I, I remember I was in Germany. I was living in Germany at the time. Mm. Um, and I um, was watching the game and I had like my family on FaceTime and stuff. And I was just like, what is going on? Because I was at home, watched it on my own kind of thing. And I was like, had like my family on FaceTime. I'm watching the game. And I'm like, what is happening? And I get penalties. It takes me back to that Champions League final. Uh, with the John Terry slip and everything, it takes me back to that, and I get that anxiety that I had that time. I was literally rocking. I like had like my fingers crossed because I don't know if somehow I thought that having my fingers crossed was going to help <laughs> us, and I was literally rocking back and forth. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, it was just the the worst feeling. Um, so yeah, thank you for reminding me of that because I'm I'm literally going to be sat in bed tonight, like rocking, thinking about having <laughs> nightmares. <laughs> Oh uh, no, honestly, I've I've erased that out of memory because normally yeah. penalties finish around five or six, but this one everyone it, it was way too much. Yeah. We, I, saw, I saw Fred take a penalty, I saw Dan James take a penalty, I saw Eric Bite, and I think the anxiety of them walking up was just oh like, that horrible. was yeah. like, it was a horrible experience. Yeah. I couldn't imagine being in that stadium. But going on to the Europa League, <laughs> we've won it before in 2017. We got to a final in 2021 and we lost in penalties. Looking at the Premier League now, and do you feel like we have to go all in for this Europa League? Because I'm looking back at those campaigns, and I remember under Mourinho, we played a rotated squad all throughout until we played Celta Vigo in the semi-finals. I remember we played Anderlecht in the quarters, and we just got through there in the extra time, and then we played Celta Vigo, and that's the first time he started play- he actually played his first eleven, and we started... We said, you know what, bundle league, let's just get Champions League through the Europa League. Do you feel like we're going to see a rotated squad first? Do you feel like we'll see the likes of Harry Maguire back into the squad on Thursday and maybe Lindelof and stuff like that? Or do you feel like we just have to go through the Europa League from the get-go now and just focus that focus on that? Oh, I mean, it's, it kind of stresses me out. It's like, is the Europa League going to be like a, a mirror of like maybe what happened last season? Like the 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 um, the kind of trouble players of last season that just caused us too much stress. Um, in my opinion, obviously, you know, as much as, you know, we'll all be excited when we beat Arsenal, um, you know, we're, we're not winning the Premier League. Um you know top four is a huge ask you know one thing I'm not is delusional in that a couple of good results doesn't mean that we are going to be in top four for us to be in the top four it's going to take a lot of consistency I personally think that we would need a striker to be even contending and you would also need a lot of luck and a lot of other teams to slip up because there is so much competition me personally top six I think would be um would be brilliant um but, you know, you never know, because like I say, you know, if certain teams slip up, if we see Chelsea continue, you know, to to struggle, if we see what, you know, what if we see teams like Newcastle really, really pushing this season and, you know, they're maybe even competing for that sixth spot or there's so many different variables. So for me, Europa League, it's got to be go hard or go home. But 
we are in such a precarious state at the moment where we need to keep you know the momentum going in the Premier League I think in a group stage I wish we weren't playing Real Sociedad first I yeah, wish that it was a different team we yeah because I think Sociedad is going to be the test I mean obviously you know they've lost um you know Alexander Isak and you know maybe I'm, I'm sure I'm comp- I'm confident that we can beat them but I just think it's a little bit too much of a test early on. I think if we could have waited for that, that would have been a lot better. Um, so I'm thinking this first group game, maybe he doesn't rotate too much um, to just kind of make a statement in that first game so that we're not, you know, having to play catch up too much. But I think moving forward from that, if we can get that first win under our belt, then we have to rotate because the last thing we need is, you know, Rafael Varane, He's good at the minute, but the guy's going to get injured, let's be honest. Maybe this is a situation where we see, um, you know, Lisandro Martinez and Lindelof or, you know, Harry Maguire. Maybe we see something a little bit more like that instead. Um, You know, maybe Luke Shaw is given a chance, um, you know, as a fullback to maybe, you know, prove prove himself. I mean, I think he's, he's, you know, lost his place at the moment, but I think it's worth giving him a chance because when Luke Shaw is good, you know, he is a very, very good player, but it's just if and when he is good. And I think it would be good to see a couple of the younger players come in. So, yeah, I think it's got to be, we have got to rotate, but we also can't be ridiculous into thinking that we've got that much amazing squad depth that we're still going to be able to play the way that we have been playing. I think there's got to be a little bit of a mix of in-between. But I personally think, you, you know, the Europa League, we have to be aiming to get to that final again. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I feel like it's if we ever want to play Champions League football and we want to progress in the way that I feel like Man United should be progressing, we need to start playing Champions League because that's money, it attracts revenue, it attracts players, revenue, everything, and we need to be back it. They must have told him, like, do what you can to get back in the Champions League, whether it's top four or whether it is is Europa League. So I I do totally agree that that is something we have to do. But uh, last but not least, match prediction, United-Arsenal, Give me a score. Oh my god! Um, do I go crazy or do I go? Do I be completely delusional? Am I realistic? I will be a little bit more realistic. Um, I am going. To, no, I mean it still actually kind of sounds delusional, but in my head it's realistic. If I say three-one, um, I don't. Yeah, I just feel like um, Arsenal. I, I I see Arsenal scoring at the I see Gabriel J- Jesus scoring, um, uh, which isn't too bad for my fantasy to be honest. So I, I, I don't mind that. Do you know what I mean? So uh, we'll allow him one goal. Um, but him or Martinelli, I'm not too fussed. Um, but yeah, um, I think I I have really got it in my head, and I am manifesting that Anthony is going to play in this game, and he is going to score a goal because it is like I say, such an occasion. My, you know, my friends, my family that will be going to the game up in Manchester, like they deserve this moment. Like the yeah. fans that are watching, you know, us that are, you know, watching, you know, down here in London or all over the world, but the fans in the stadiums as well, you know, we all deserve a really good game and we deserve to beat Arsenal. Like this will be such a good feeling. So yeah, I want Anthony to score a goal. I want Jaden Sancho to score a goal. Um, and I will go with... I'll go with Ronaldo, yeah, because, yeah, why not? Oh, no, I totally hear it. No, I totally agree. I think a free one, a little Anthony uh, last minute yes. free one, just to put an ice on the cake like Martial did against Liverpool. That would yeah. be, I'll be in dreamland. 
But um, Angela, thank you so much for joining the Lucurrence podcast. Thank you. Normally at the end, I let my guests um, say anything they've got going on. So the floor is yours. Yes. Um, obviously, very busy over on Talksport Edge, even though the transfer rumours have uh, have died down for now, shall we say. Um, always got some good content over there for people that... Um, enjoy the controversial opinions of the likes of Gabby Agbonlaw and Jamie O'Hara. We've always got some funny content and maybe Man United fans might not be rushing to hear what Gabby's got to say recently, but still really some good entertaining stuff. Um, and also over on Stretford Paddock, um, I have got um, a couple of things coming up. But yeah, and always, like I say, I won't reel off my socials. There's not many people called Angelina Kelly. People can find me if they want, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, thank you so much and uh thank you for watching or listening to an ep another episode of the Le carrington podcast you can follow us at the zone ldn on twitter or at the zone ldn on on instagram and yeah that is everything until next time people